this is Keith Price for the Backstage Skinny Serious XM OutQ, and I am basically, it's not as close to the dressing room drive-by as I prefer, but you know, we're out in the, the so everybody gonna hear our business. <laughs> I'm, si- <laughs> I'm sitting here at the, I guess, what's the, this is not the, Stage 42, stage 42 which Schubert. used to be the Little Schubert mm-hmm. Theater, and I am talking with one of the stars of the show that's here now, Miss Dion Figgins, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Uh, what's, uh, what is your Twitter handle? Figgins the, the Lip. Figgins the Lip, honey. The, <laughs> this, y'all need to go to <laughs> at Dion Figgins um, on Twitter just so you can see the picture that we're about to talk about because this girl is giving you B-O-D-Y, body. <laughs> Honey, how are you doing? I am so well, and I'm so happy to be talking to you. Ooh, girl, okay. So, she is currently now in the show called Trip of Love. She is a dancer, choreographer, um, actress, like the, the true triple threat. Um, for you, how did you, where, was this your, your energy from the time you were a child? I think it was. You know, my mom, when I was growing up, she would tell me, I didn't stop behaving she was going to throw me to the gypsies and honey she did not know what she was saying then she thought she was going to get me to some people on the street but really what she told me was that she was going to put me in this theater world and that's kind of where I started out I mean I was started out in ballet I was super clumsy and then I was I did wait a minute minute. how you could be super clumsy in ballet well that's why she put me in ballet she was like child this child's not going to survive out here in these streets if she didn't get some coordination so she put me in ballet and that was why I started dancing but it was also because because I love to perform, I love to like be in front of people telling jokes. So that's kind of how I started out was dancing, and um, I trained in classical ballet my whole life. I danced with the Dance Theater of Harlem once I was old enough, and then when the DTH closed in um, 2004, because um, I danced with the Last Company under Arthur Mitchell. And so when it closed in 2004, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And that's when I decided to start doing musical theater. I had done a little bit of musical theater when I was in high school, working with Debbie Allen and at the Kennedy Center, Brothers of the Night. So um, I decided I'm going to start doing musical theater. So I kind of went back into the laboratory and started doing vocal lessons and acting lessons and just started going to auditions. And so a year later, I got my first show, which was Hot Feet. And so since then, I've just been a Broadway, you know, kind of baby since then. So we're talking to Dion Figgins here with me on the Backstage Skinnies, the drive, dressing room drive-by edition. And again, as you could hear, this girl has been doing this, what, 10, 15 years now. You've been in the mix. Well, you know, <laughs> she looks good. Just, you know, whatever she's hiding, hello. <laughs> but, but, very serious about the craft. Very serious about the craft. You know, I trained um, with, at Jones Haywood School of Ballet in D.C., which happens to be the same school that Cheetah Rivera and Lewis Johnson and Hinton Battle and all of these amazing artists have come through. So that was a part of my, you know, education was the seriousness for the craft, the discipline it takes to actually succeed and have this as a career as opposed to as a hobby. And so I grew up with these people as my idols, and I knew who they were, and I had relationships with them growing up. And so I knew what it, what it took in order to have a 
sustained career as an entertainer. I love that. Dion Figgins with me on the Backstage Skinny, the dressing room drive-by edition. And she's currently now in a show called Trip of Love here at the little, well, what used to be the little Schubert Mm -hmm. Theater, stage 42. Is that what they call it? They're so fancy now (laughs) because they got carpet and an escalator. Um, And at, at this point now for you, what's, what's being in the show like for you? This is, this is a period of music that, um, I mean, you, you can say you hide in some age, but girl, this was not your, your popular genre. You know, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of period pieces. The last piece I did was Motown, and I played all the characters, all the female characters in the show I played, including Diana Ross. So I'm very well-versed in this you know, generation of music. Um, it's been amazing to be in this show because this is the first time that I have my own principal part. Like I've always understudied, I've always, you know, been a standby, but this is my role and it it really feels like something that I've been able to create. It is my brand of performing, which is singing and dancing. That's what I do. I do it if I have to say so myself, I do it quite well. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it gives people an opportunity to see me in a new light because I've been in the ensemble of most of the shows that I've been in. This is the first time where people are really getting to recognize what it is that I do and what I can bring to the table as an artist. I love that Dion Figgins here with me on the Backstage Skinny talking about her role in Trip of Love currently. Now, this is like part of your holiday trips to New York City and you're looking for theater things to do. If you're coming to New York and you you can't get Book of Mormon and you can't get, you know, oh my God, if you cannot get to Hamilton, which I'm sorry, you know, but we all we all own the fact that some of us did not get to see it. I did see it, but you know, you're not gonna get it just in case if you're just gonna show up. But if you if you come to New York to see people performing, if you're if you're a, a fan of the art itself, this show is giving them something that they can take back with them to wherever they're going having had a good theatrical experience here in New York City. Don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. I mean, especially if you enjoy the tradition of dance and song review um, because we don't have a book in the show. Um, So it really is hearkening back to like the Smokey Joe's Cafe you know, those type of shows where the song and dance is the show. And a lot of people honestly miss those days you know for me personally I would love to see more song and dance it's so hard to find a show where a dancer is a real dancer but can also sing as well you know like we don't have a lot of shows that really showcase artists in that way anymore so this is an opportunity for people to come have an amazing experience in the theater listen to some music that you're gonna love see some movement that I mean these dancers are incredible these bodies are incredible so you know it is a great opportunity to see a show if you can't get over to Obviously, to Hamilton. <laughs> you see, and everybody can get mad, but you, you understand, though, this is one of the things about New York City that I love in that there are so many places for people to, that are fans of theater or love the theater to experience different things mm-hmm. across the entire town. So for you now, this you're having your leading lady moment. You have, you've done some time, you know, like a lot of actors that have to do this, that are trying to get to this place. For you, being able to express all of your, your, your talent, what does that feel like to do eight shows a week? It's more challenging than I think I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done eight shows a week in someone else's track before mm-hmm. um, as a leading lady, but never in my own track. And this show is particularly physically demanding, more so than any show I think I've ever done. Wow. Um, and so it, 
it feels great because I feel like I came into this experience knowing that I was going to put my body through the paces. So I trained before I got here. I was in training like for months before I showed up to the first rehearsal just because I knew that there was a certain expectation that I had on myself to be able to do the eight shows a week. I feel very strongly about eight shows a week. I'm not necessarily interested in trying to do six. If I can do the eight, I'm going to do the eight. I'm going to work hard to do the eight. And obviously things happen and you might have to call out. But the goal is to put yourself in a position to be able to do that work. I take this time in my life very seriously because I feel like I've worked very hard to get here. And I've had some amazing role models like Montego Glover at Memphis, who is, you know, she's an eight show a weeker. You know, she's going to be there. Okay, Montego Glover, first of all, she and I have now this relationship where I feel like she is like the, one of those sisters, sisters, mm-hmm. sisters, sisters, however you want to view it, that I absolutely can watch do anything. Yeah. And right now she's doing Les Mis. She's playing Fantine in Middle Les Mis. We just talked a couple months ago. But now for you, this, this, is the, this is the really, truly the beginning beginnings now of where all of that hard work has put you. So what, what are you looking forward to? I mean, you know, right now you have to focus on your eight shows a week yeah. here, but we all know that New York City is a hustle. So what other things are you, you, you know, getting, you know, just giving a little side eye to while you have a chance to do that? Well, I've always been very interested in creating parts. I had someone ask me recently, what's a show that you really want to do? What's your dream role? And I said, I don't have a dream role because the dream role is the one that I get to create for myself. And so I'm always looking for people who are trying to create new work. I've, I've never been a replacement in a show before. I've only been an original in all of the shows that I've done. And so that, to me, is the standard for what it is I want to continue to do. So I'm really here trying to find my people, trying to find the people who believe in my work enough to help me create a vehicle for myself, just like I'm doing here. And just on the next, you know, on the next level, I, um, I'm also very interested in doing film and television. I just finished... Um, doing Flesh and Bone a year ago, which just premiered on TV a few weeks ago, and I'm playing with Yasmin in that show, so that's another thing that I'm very interested in. But I'm always, I want to do new work, and I want to work with new people who aren't necessarily the same people on the block. Mm -hmm. Like, I love working with Camille Brown. She's one of my favorite choreographers to work with. If I have another opportunity to work with her, I'll definitely grab that up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are people that I want to work with, but mostly I want to create parts that are fit for me. I want my name to be the first name in that costume. How, Miss <laughs> Dion Figgins, honey, right here on the backstage skits. This is what I love to do because this, hearing you talk like that is really the, the passion that I want people who are sitting and taking the time to listen to us be silly for this mm-hmm. moment. I want them to understand that one, it is a lot of work to do this eight shows a week. Yeah. It is a lot of, of, of energy that you have to put out, but you got to know where you're putting that energy. How difficult is it in the, the, the wave of things that we see now to be able to stay that strong in what you're doing? Honestly, I work really hard to not pay attention to the challenges because the challenges are always going to be there. You know, life is built with challenges, special built in just for each and every one of us. So it's important for me to not think about the challenges, but think about the blessing that I even get to do it, you know, because that 
to me is what's most important. I can think about how hard it's been. And, and there was a time when I was a lot younger that I thought about that. But as I get older, I'm like, but I still, even in spite of the fact that it's been difficult and I've had to go to auditions and I've had rejection, I've still been able to do four Broadway shows. I've still been able to do my first role on a television show. Like there's still more available for me. So I try to focus on the fact, the joy in the doing, the joy in the journey, as opposed to where I'm trying to go. Because because it's always going to be a journey. It's never going to be, once the finish line is here, honey, that's the end. Okay. The finish line is in. So I don't think about a finish line. I think about the journey and all the things that it takes. Taking class, you know, being being sharp on my craft, being and you know, like just being a part of this community. It takes a lot of work, but I, this is what I came for, you know, like I came for that work. Like this is what I love to do. And so, and I'm blessed that I get to do it. So I try not to focus on, what the difficulties are and focus on what I can do with what I have right now. I love that. Dion Figgins with me here on the Backstage Skinny Dressing Room Drive-By Edition. And we're talking about her role currently now in The Trip of Love. Tell me about your character in the show. So my character's name is Jennifer. You'll never find that out. They actually never yeah. say my name. But Jennifer is, she's a woman who is coming from like a lot of people in the, the African-American community are coming from like a, a difficult past, you know, struggles in the past, especially in the 60s. Um, and she is determined to become the first woman of color on a TV variety show. So Ray, Mabel Robinson was the first woman to be on Hullabaloo. And so I did a lot of research about her when preparing for this role because that was a very significant point in time for people of color. That was also the same time as Diana Ross and the Supremes and, and what they were able to do for the African-American community in terms of how we were viewed. Um, Motown, that was what was so significant about Motown is that it was the first time that pe black people of color were viewed as, as glamorous, you know, as successful suits dressed to the nines, you know. So that's what Jennifer is trying to do in this show. And she's, she succeeds. She overcomes the obstacles of people not wanting her there and she doesn't see those obstacles all she sees is the goal that she's trying to meet and so you get to see her journey becoming the first person of color on tv to then becoming the woman that's in front to then now she has two backup singers and they're white and her now her backup singers now she's in the forefront and um she represents the civil rights movement in our show she represents that struggle to be seen to be to be um, validated, to be known. I love that. Dion Figgins, Figgins here with me on the Backstage Skinny Sirius XM LQ. And we're just, I you know, again, I love, you know, even as a musical review where there is no book, it's wonderful to see you create that journey for this character through through this. And it's interesting you talk about Mabel Robinson. It's like I, it makes me think of Leslie Uggams. It makes mm -hmm. me think of Lola Falana. All of these wonderful women who, over the course of that period of time, were dealing with they were dealing with a world that wasn't really ready for them to be that way. And now, as I was saying to you before we started recording, that we were talk I was talking to uh, Arthur French, actually, that's his name, yesterday. And we were talking about how, for someone like him who came out of the 50s and 60s of doing theater in New York City and 
working and becoming an actor, that I asked him how what we're seeing right now on Broadway because you were you were in Motown with Valicia and I remember when Valicia was nominated that was the the Valicia Patina mm-hmm. uh, Shalitas there were a lot of y'all yeah. you know a lot of us being yeah. seen and I and I asked him I said well how do you feel now what does that look like to you compared to the journey that you've had and he said that it's nice but now that means all of the places that used to have, like the Negro Ensemble Theater and company and all of that, they're losing their funding right. now because they, they, people view it as not being necessary. Right. Do you still think that we should still have that, that resource available? Absolutely. I mean, I look at what's happening over at Dance Theater of Harlem, and they're having a similar struggle with getting funding. And there's this huge conversation about diversity happening. And while I'm all about diversity and diversifying institutions that have been primarily white, I'm also about supporting those places that have always been diverse, that have always been inclusive, and not inclusive in the way that they, like at Dance Theater of Harlem, for instance, it's not that it's all black. It's inclusive of everyone. So they have white people in the company. They have Asian people in the company. I think it's important that we continue to support those traditions because they're the ones who are going to show us how to create the diversity. They're the ones that are going to continue to educate the artists. And a lot of times, artists of color need a very specific place to go because our conversation and our culture is different. And so even if I go to a a place where I'm the only one, Mm -hmm. I still need a place where I feel like I can let my hair all the way down and say things about my experience that I might not be comfortable saying in front of company, quote unquote (laughs) company. Like like Wendy Williams would say, the kitchen table talk. The kitchen table talk. (laughs) You know, like there still needs to be a place for that to happen because we haven't, we haven't progressed enough where that's, and I don't know if that will ever become unnecessary. You know, we, we have differences in our cultures and they're not to say that they can't be shared, but it's just to say that they should be embraced and there should be a place where those things can be cultivated. Right. That's Dion Figgins with me here on the Backstage Skinny Serious XM OutQ. And, you know, it's so funny, um, that young lady that's in, in the American Ballet uh, Theater Company. Misty Copeland. Misty Copeland, yes. It's sort of like you look at her and, and we're like sitting there, yeah, yeah this is great, this is great. Yeah. But there's still the Dance Theater of Harlem that could use a little, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's really how I feel. It's like Dance Theater of Harlem created a home. I wouldn't have been able to have the career as a ballerina if it hadn't been for the Dance Theater of Harlem, and that's right. a reality. I wouldn't have been able to dance these Balanchine ballets had it not been for the Dance Theater of Harlem. And while I think that what's happening with Misty right now is important, it's significant, but we can't forget that she's not the first and she's not the only. And when we start to shine a spotlight on one person as if they created this space for themselves, not recognizing all of the people that came before them that actually paved the way, all of the people that danced at DTH paved the way for Misty to be able to be at American Ballet Theater. So we can't forget about those people, and we can't forget that there are also other ballerinas of color in the world mm-hmm. um, that, at Alvin, you know, like there, there are other dancers of color that deserve to be recognized as well. It's not to say that she doesn't deserve to be recognized, right. but it's about recognizing all of the great art that's happening in the world and not just in one place because it's new. Right. Right. Dion Figgins here with me on the Backstage Skinny, Sirius XM OutQ, Dressing Room Drive-By Edition. 
And again, I know she's got to go soon, but it, I, I wonder for you now, as you are taking the time to enjoy this period, you are taking the moments to side-eye more things for yourself. Um, I want you to think back to when you first came to New York to start performing. Um, and this is something that I love to hear because you've, you've been now working professionally in New York for a little over 10 years now. 15. A little 15 years, okay. So what, was, what would be the advice now that you've had this, you've, you've gotten your leading lady status of sorts. What would you say to that Dion that got off the train at Penn Station? Because you came from D.C., right? Yeah. So, yeah. So what would you say to that, that young woman as she got off the train getting ready to start this adventure that you're on? What advice would you give to her? Put your head down and do the work. Don't think that you're exempt or special or that you deserve. You, everyone in New York City is talented. Everybody has talent. It's about how hard you're willing to work. And not just how hard, but how smart. Who, you know, don't get caught up looking at your peers and looking at the grass. Water your own grass. Stop looking around at everybody's grass and how green it is and start getting to work on your own grass. You know, um, don't, don't be entitled. Be, be, in, be in gratitude. Be in gratitude that you got to get off that bus. When I got off that bus, or when, I, when my parents dropped me off, rather, in Brooklyn, I had $200, $200 and a job. And I was in complete gratitude to that $200 and a job. And the only thing that I can say that would have I needed to know more about is putting my head down and doing my work. And just being grateful that somebody picked me to have a job to do some work, regardless of how much money I was making at the time, you can turn $200 into $2,000 real quick if you put that head down and you just do your work and be grateful that you have work to do. Well, all right, Miss Dion Figgins. <laughs> she just dropped it for you. Just, I should drop the mic now just for you. Oh, my God. So if you are coming to New York City and you want to have another theatrical experience that, again, this is one of those shows that people – you can put this on your list of things to see while you're here in New York City, and you will not be mad. You will not be mad. Trip of Love here at Stage 42, for those of us who remember the Little Schubert Theater, because, you know, <laughs> bitches are old. Um, <laughs> here. So come to New York. Find, check you out on at Dion Figgins, just so y'all can see that picture on Twitter. So you can gag, just gag like I did. And, and come out and support support theater I mean there's no again if you're going to come to New York and, and check things out this is the show that you can add on your list and not be mad so I encourage you to come check out Miss Dion and the rest of this cast here and child will be back right. Hi. 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 Hi.